Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z Jam down by the seaside. Beckham Z Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Run. Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Marr looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire fire your guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the sport of harness racing post time with Mike and Mike with co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 936 and bus 936 on the wings of an angel and Mike Bozich outside heaven rocks but the clock's running out filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry going and going Presented by Bet America, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and the stigma of our live broadcast last week, Mike. Um, you know, we, we we were all sorts of messed up last week. <laughs> yeah, we were. But we got through it. You know, we get through it. I, I, you know, that's the thing. You just get through everything. You just put your head down and plow through, no matter yeah, what well. the life or technology throws at us. But, you know, listening to the end of that open uh, – is uh, Joe Sambito was uh, was saying foiled again just keeps going and going and going and going. That's what I think's happened in the summer. You know, I mean it's just going oh, yeah. and going and going and going. And I have to say it's a very fall like day today here at Harris, Philadelphia. I mean the temperature is going to be like in the low seventies. Definitely a tinge of fall in the air, and it just makes you think how fast this summer has gone. Oh, for sure. It has gone extremely fast this summer, and it's another fall-like day here in Cleveland, too. But we have more of those fall-like days during the summer than uh, than you guys do in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Nonetheless, it's uh, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Lots going on, of course, in the sport of harness racing, including the big matchup, I think, that a lot of people anticipated, and that is coming up on Friday at Woodbine Mohawk Park in the $136,000 Casual Breeze Stinks. It's going to feature Atlanta, who's making her first start since winning the Hamiltonian, and she will take on Manchego. And, uh, Mike, that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. That's sure. Mike, I'm actually going to throw it to you. Uh, it appears that I'm coming through as choppy, so I'm going to connect to a different internet source and come back. 
All right, sounds good. So we'll let Mike Carter do, take care of what he has to take care of. But Atlanta versus Manchego is coming up on Friday at Woodbine Mohawk Park, so make sure you check that out. And a lot of other news actually happening, and this is some good, good stuff. Some good people set to enter the Harness Racing Hall of Fame. Two of them will enter the Communicators Hall of Fame, but actually I'm going to wait for Mike Carter to come back before I talk about the Communicators Hall of Fame. But six Hall of Fame inductees, all truly, truly deserving. Blair Burgess, Ted Gewertz, Joe Holloway, Linda Toscano, Ted Wing, and Jerry Silverman. So six very deserving entrants into the Hall of Fame uh, that was uh, released yesterday. So certainly hats off to all of those Hall of Fame inductees. We'll talk a little bit more about the Communicators Hall of Fame when Mike Carter comes back because there's certainly a name that he is uh, very, very familiar with. So we'll talk about that with him in one second. Plus another thing that I want to pick Mike Carter's brain out. That's why he probably ducked out on me because he knows I want to pick his brain out about a couple of different things. Yesterday, there was a fantastic interview that was released by the Harness Racing Fan Zone that was conducted by my broadcast partner, Mike Carter, the one and only Larry Letterman. And if you haven't had a chance to see that, make sure you check it out on the Harness Racing Fan Zone. I know, I know that we've retweeted it on the Post Time with Mike and Mike Twitter page, and I know that we've uh, shared it on the Post Time with Mike and Mike Facebook page. But make sure you check it out if you haven't. It is an unbelievable interview, and it is part one of two. Part two is going to be out next week. But uh, when Carter comes back, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that. But uh, before we get into all that, we do have a great show coming up for you today. Jamie McCumber will be joining us. Beckham Zetam uh, came up with a huge, huge win in the pre and We're going to talk to Jamie about that. Traveled north to the border to get the job done. And uh, we'll talk a little bit to Jamie about that. Plus, all you catch drivers out there, this is the new craze in harness racing. The new craze is the catch driver game that the fine folks from Off and Pacing produced. And we'll talk to the creator of Catch Driver, Ryan Clements. Any questions that you have? I know we've got a few that have already asked questions. We're going to get to those when Ryan comes on on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, this thing is is unbelievable. I'm, I'm completely addicted. My wife, who doesn't really like harness racing all that much, is also playing it. And I think she might have more wins than I do. I've got plenty of questions Plenty, plenty of questions about this game to uh, direct towards Ryan Clemens, but what a what, what an awesome what an awesome thing! It, it, it's fantastic. We're going to talk to Ryan about that. Plus, our good friends Janine and Jeff Gessick from Pacing for the Cure will be joining us as well. Had a chance to sit down and talk with the dynamic duo Jeff and Janine about that yesterday, uh, and uh, they got some. We talked about some of the great things coming up as well as some of the great things that have happened. So we're going to talk. We had a chance to talk to Janine and Jeff about that. And of course, it's our good friend, Darren Gagne from Running Aces, our Running Aces segment. A whole lot to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Francie, we know you like harness racing. We're just, you know, you're just not as into it as, as we are. Anyway, when we come back, it's Jamie McCumber. We're going to talk a little Beckham Z-Tam, plus a whole lot more on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Attention all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter, who is back. And Mike, uh, I, th- I thought you ducked out on me there because I do have a couple of things I want to talk to you about. We're going to get to Jamie McCumber first because she has uh, been pac- patiently on hold. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was a big, big victory for Beckham Z Tam north of the border, Mike. Yeah, it was in the pre-detay. And Mike, if you've never heard the pre-detay being called, it's called in French. And American. It's kind of one of those world renowned type races. And it's kind of taken um, racing by storm. And, you know, it's a track I kind of like to uh, all the way in Quebec, but uh, Hippodrome seems like a nice place. Yeah, certainly does right now. Let's bring in Jamie McCumber. She is a multiple post time with Mike and Mike Award winner. I think she won every piece of hardware that we gave away last year. Jamie, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you very much. How are you? Fantastic. Well, listen, it was uh, a little bit of a long time coming from Beckham Z-Tam to get the job done with No Through the Border to do it. Tell us a little bit about uh, Beckham Z-Tam, how, he, uh, how you thought he raced and uh, how he came out of the race. 
Oh, I think, you know, Howie Ray speaks for itself. He raced great. He um, went into the race really well. He made the ship great. It was a really long ship for him. And um, like I said in the interview up there, he ate every piece of food I put in front of him and drank every bit of water I put in front of him. And um, so going into the race, he warmed up well. And then uh, I don't – where I was watching the race, I couldn't see Ricky get out of the hole. So, you know, he was along the rail, and then he disappeared behind the tote board. And when he came on the other side of the tote board, he was second over. And I'm like, we're going to be three deep down the backside. We're going to sweep him if we have pace. You know, so um, I think he raced super, and I think it was a great drive by Ricky. Now, Jamie, kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, Beckham Tam and kind of the transition from his three-year-old season to his four-year-old season. It kind of took him a little while to get going. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, um, everybody said, because obviously I've only good racehorses from their three-year-old to their four-year-old season, and everybody warned me, Jamie, it's a huge step. It's a huge step from their three- to the four-year-old season. And my goodness, nobody could prepare you for that. Because in reality, like, I don't think his lines look that bad this year, but he has made no money. So I think, you know, that step up, yeah, he's racing well, but it's just not good enough. And um, so to see him go and race as well as he did in Quebec, I think um, hopefully we're on the right path now. And, you know, it was only four-year-olds in Quebec, too. It wasn't those age horses. So um, I think, you know, maybe we found where we belong with the four-year-olds, but at the same time, he said, okay, don't give up on me yet. Visiting with Jamie McCumber, uh, trainer of Beckham Z-Tam. Jamie, let's, you know, we talk all the time about horses making that progression and growing up from two to three. I mean, in terms of physicality, you know, uh, mental state, I mean, just a lot of different things going on between two and three, but you brought up a good point in that, in that, uh, when you just spoke, because not a lot of people talk about the growth, uh, or the mental state between three and four. How, what, when you talk about, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like, like growth in terms of physical, physically, or are we talking about just, you know, getting used to racing? Or is it just that much of a, uh, I don't want to say step up in class, but maybe just a different environment from three to four? You know, as a two-year-old and a three-year-old, as a trainer of a two-year-old and three-year-old, you would never think about racing a two-year-old against three-year-olds or three-year-olds against four-year-olds. So you're basically only racing two-year-olds against two-year-olds, three-year-olds against three-year-olds. But that four-year-old season, you're considered an aged horse. Um, you know, when it's just everyday racing. So when he races in the invite here at Hoosier, he's racing five, six, and seven-year-olds who have been pacing so fast all four quarters when he's basically just used to sprinting home. So now I'm asking him to uh, step up his game all four quarters. Come on, you got to pace an opening quarter in, in 26 and come home in 26 or better. And it's just a lot to ask from that three-year-old jump to that four-year-old jump. Um, in terms of racing the older horses who have done it week in and week out. Now, Jamie, what kind of uh, schedule have you kind of mapped out for him? Is it going to be kind of a take-it-week-by-week basis, or is is it something you've kind of looked at and said, okay, this is where we're going? Um, You know, obviously we have to set the schedule ahead of time. So we had um, planned to go to the Jim Ewart and the the Dayton Pacing Derby and the Indiana Pacing Derby here 
and then hopefully to Lexington. So it's basically mapped out for the rest of the year, um, but we'll definitely um, gear him towards the Breeders' Crown. That sounds, so. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Jamie, before we let you go, uh, tell us about some of the other horses in your stable. I know uh, that you've, your stable has grown over the last few years. Tell us about some of the other horses we could look forward to. Oh, I have um, a really nice three-year-old Indiana. Obviously, they're all Indiana-sired, but um, I have a three-year-old rockin' image colt that I really like for Wilbur Esch, and um, he's done nothing but make us proud this year. He's really fast. He's having a couple immaturity problems, but we knew it because he was an immature two-year-old also. So um, Rockin' Beach, we love. And then um, the older horses have not let us down this year with Carol Z. Tam and Uncompromising Z. Tam and uh, just being good racehorses. And then, um, you know, I had two two-year-olds all winter in Florida, and it was the first time having them all year, and uh, I loved it. Just like everybody said I would. So, so far, everybody's calling everything on point. And um, they have not disappointed me at all. So, they've been fun to bring all the way down the road and race in the Sire Stakes this year also. All right. Good stuff. Well, always great to hear from you, Jamie McCumber. We appreciate you joining us. And uh, we'll certainly be looking for good things from Beckham Z-Tam and the rest of the McCumber stable as the uh, days and months progress. I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me, Mike and Mike. All right, that was Jamie McCumber. Always a great interview, Mike. And I'll tell you what, it's it's good. Always good in this business to see good people do good. And and uh, I'll tell you what, she is uh, she's de- she definitely fits that mold in that description. Well, listen, they're currently one to nine to win upset of the year again uh, after an upset <laughs> in the pre detay So uh, listen, we we we've tried to get a couple of these back to back winners, and uh, we haven't gotten one yet. But Beckham Zetam looks like. Uh, he might have a chance at it because Wakazashi Hanover, he upset Wiggle It Jiggle It. We all know that. But he kind of didn't bounce back the way uh, I don't think anybody thought he would. But I'll tell you what, how about Beckham Zetam uh, shocking everybody in the pre detail and, uh, you know, possible post time with Mike and Mike Award implications? Yeah, and we've got another uh, possible post-time with Mike and Mike uh, award uh, winner, certainly a contender coming up in just a few minutes with this new game catch driver. Ryan Clements has done it again. Boy, you thought off and pacing was awesome. This catch driver thing, is this is off the hook. This L- is listen, Francine just cut me off. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, well, Derek Gibner always parks me. I'll tell you what, anytime you see DRF's Derek Gibner in a race, don't be looking for a hole because he's not going to give it to you. Well, so well, just... listen, the, 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 stig- the stigma of those drivers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get to Ryan, um, a couple of things that I wanted to touch on at the beginning of the show. We got a few minutes now. We talked about the um, the Hall of Fame um inductees being announced and there are two of them mike that are going to be inducted into the communicators hall of fame both very deserving uh both that we know very well of course uh dave little who uh, currently does the uh, in-house television at the meadowlands uh tv functions there uh a mainstay in broadcasting in this industry for a long long time uh is going to get his just due he's headed to the hall of fame and so is somebody that you know or you've gotten to know very well over the last couple of months, and that is the USTA's Mark Hall. Yeah, Mark is uh, very well-deserving. His, uh, he, he Listen, he's well-deserving in the fact that he's got to sit near me in the office. <laughs> that um, should automatically make him a contender. That, that, that automatically <laughs> makes him a contender for uh, 
for for an, a Hall of Fame uh, effort. But no, in all seriousness, um, Mark does a fantastic job. You've seen ninety nine percent of his photos. He does some great work, and that's uh, you know that work should be uh, commended. And uh, you know I, I'm very very happy and excited to work with Mark on a daily basis. He helps me. Um, become, uh, you know, better in my day-to-day activities when we're looking at photos, when we're trying to decide what we're going to use for social media posts. He's an integral part in that. And uh, you know what? I'm super proud of him. Super proud of Dave Little and all those guys as well. Absolutely. So hats off to all the Hall of Fame inductees. And usually, Mike, what we'll do is over the next couple of weeks, we'll try to get some of these people on the show. And uh, so, you know, you can hear to forward uh, to listening from uh, guys like Blair Burgess and uh, Burgess and Ted Gewertz and Joe Holloway, Linda Toscano, Ted Wing, Jerry Silverman, all these guys, and of course, uh, you know Mark Hall and, and Dave Little. Uh, so congratulations to one and all. And uh, we've got Ryan Clements coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. He'll be joining us next. We're going to talk about the brand new craze at Harness Racing, the app Catch Driver. Plus, we're going to talk to Janine and Jeff Gessick from Pacing for the Cure. And Darren Gunn is running Ace's segment and so much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8787. 82 extension 5555 You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be and you can hear new shows at betamerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, Mike, we're going to have Ryan Clements on here in a second. And I'll tell you what, we've been, we, we sort of polled the audience a little bit uh, about the new game Catch Driver. But one gripe I have, listen, don't see me. Donk Mimi, and I, you know what? I know he can hear me, so that's fine. Donk Mimi <laughs> was an amazing racehorse on the on the on the on the regular game. I'll tell you what, what a rat that horse is now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's bring Ryan Clemens in the pro. Let, let me tell you what I know. When Ryan started this off and pacing game, he had to feel like a race secretary because you know just all the different things. Well, how come I'm drawing the eight and nine hole all the time? But how come this? <laughs> and how come that? Let's bring. Ryan Clemens into the show right now. Ryan, let me tell you what, on a serious note, you, you've hit it out of the park with this catch driver game. I, I can't I can't put it down. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. I've I've, I've been playing a lot of it myself. So. Uh, and really you've been live streaming it, really and excited. I know you know like you know people uh, do this with the video games, you know, and and uh, they live stream themselves actually playing and. People actually watch that, and I notice you've been doing that over the last couple of days of Facebook. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been testing it out. I mean, I'm probably not the most entertaining streamer, but uh, I'm hopeful that we can get, uh, you know, get somebody to to do that who uh, will be a little more entertaining to watch. I mean, I've been doing pretty well. I think I uh, think I hit the board in every uh, every startup yesterday. So. Now, Ryan, talk to us a little bit about uh, kind of where Catch Driver came from. Was this one of those things that kind of came from uh, everybody complaining about the AI uh, system? Um, uh, not really. Um, I think it's, it's kind of funny that uh, people who have been complaining about the AI can now give themselves bad drives. Uh, <laughs> I kind of I kind of get a good laugh at that. But um, we, when we created Dawson Pacing, we did it because I really felt that Horse ownership was a unique thing in the world that um, that we needed to, to show to people what it felt like to own a racehorse. And I feel the same way about driving racehorses. People don't realize the strategy and the, the skill that goes into driving a racehorse, and I wanted to let people experience that. Visiting with Ryan Clements, he's the creator of Often Pacing, and now he's the creator of the new game Catch Driver, and uh, it's an it's an app. You, you, would you prefer to be called app or a game? Because see, I'm old school. It's a game to me, but I know you know a lot of people like to like to talk about it as apps nowadays. App or a game? It's either one. It's a, it's a game, but it's a mobile game, so it is an app. Um, but it you know either one is uh, perfectly valid. Okay, now I think what a lot of people want to know is a lot of people want to know like some of the – if there are any – and I don't want to say secrets like cheat codes or anything like that. But you know, obviously there are ways to drive, and there's not ways to drive, and you, know, you kind of <laughs> see that each and every race that you drive. And I think I've gone through three phones already, two smashed. Um, <laughs> what uh, – you want to talk about entertainment, that'd be good. But anyway, um, what are some of the things that people can do – to drive better? Like what are some of the hints that you might want to give to people that have never tried the game or are very limited in the game, in the game so far? Yep. So I think we've, um, it's a lot, a lot of similar similarities between uh, real driving and this, where the race starts before you're actually in the bike. Um, and the real drivers, you'll see them reading a program and they know these horses and you get 30 seconds before a race and catch driver to, to research and you can see the bars of the horse. And this, 30 seconds is crucial. If you're not paying attention, uh, you're putting yourself in a bad spot right off the, right off the get go. You need to know who the horses are to beat and who you're not going to want to be sitting beside behind in the lane. If they're going to, if they're going to come to a walk and you're going to get stuck. Um, it's all about awareness of the other horses in the field and capabilities of your horse. So I think the number one tip is to be ready when the race starts um, and have a, have a plan in mind. Now, there are actual racing tips where it's going to take you a few races to figure out the reins and figure out how to really control your horse. But after that, it becomes a very strategic um, game where it's more of a, more of a game of chess than it is a um, typical arcade car racing type game. It's, it's more uh, strategic than that. Now, Ryan, talk to us uh, in the research page. Uh, obviously there's three different bars uh, that kind of talk about um, different things or abilities each horse might or might not have. Um, talk to us a little bit about what those are and how they can kind of be interpreted. Sure. So the top one is your, your upper limit of your speed. It's top speed. 
Um, the second one is your stamina, and the third one is your gait speed and your acceleration. So um, the the bottom one is actually can be misinterpreted to be just gait speed, but it's actually more than that. It's how quick your horse can go from from a jog to a full out sprint, how quick they can accelerate. So that'll matter not only off the gate, but but when you pull your horse to the outside, um, how quick he'll he'll get into motion. So um, you kind of need to to learn the different types of horses because a high speed low stamina horse yeah you can make one big move but if you try to move that horse multiple times like if you try to leave the gate and then retake the lead you're going to be you're going to be done when it comes to the stretch so the combination of the three bars um, top speed stamina and gate speed are really what really what makes a horse all right let's go to some of these uh facebook questions one you know already is coming because you already responded to it and this is from uh, jared cooper and he says not a complaint but why haven't they added sounds to either often pacing or catch driver? I think both are very cool. Catch driver gets the edge, not that it's newer, but that it's interactive, which I wish often pacing was as well. So let's talk about the sounds. Can we uh, expect any sounds, maybe any sound effects uh, coming up in the near future? Yeah. So, I mean, this was a big, um, a big oversight in our, our planning early days was, uh, we needed to get it into the pipeline earlier. We want sound in this game because one of the most exciting things about harness racing when you're standing on the rail is hearing a thousand pound animal come sprinting down the stretch. Um, the game will, will no doubt benefit from having sound in it. We, um, you know, when we started building off and pacing, we were a really small team. Uh, we still don't have a sound engineer in house. So it's something that we have to outsource and we have to, we have to go and get it done. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day when in catch driver and you're urging the horse down the lane that you can, you know, you can hear your driver uh, yelling and uh, hollering at the <laughs> horse. So it, it's something definitely in the in the plans for this one because I think it's even more important than catch, in catch driver than it is in off and pacing. But but both would be better sound. And of course, in in this uh, question, I've seen all over the place, um, and then of course uh, directed uh, right to you on Facebook. Uh, Eddie Bonsley wants to know if there's going to be any linkage of the two games together, and they, are there ever going to be a point in time where we can drive our own horses in often pacing? Yeah, so we need to be very careful with this one because often pacing has something magic to it um, where you're playing the role of an owner and you know as a, I own a couple of horses in real life and as an owner you you list a horse you list a driver and you sit at home and you you watch and you get mad at the driver when he screws up or you're you know you celebrate when he does well um, it's sort of part of that experience as an owner so I don't want to take that away um, by completely combining two games where you you're an owner trainer driver everything um, but that being said I think there is a good opportunity that it would be very exciting to have maybe a catch driver stakes in often pacing where um, for this special event, you get, you get catch drivers to actually drive your horses and you can, uh, you can get an opportunity there to, to drive your own maybe. Um, so we're exploring the connection between the two and considering um, what we could do without, without diminishing either one in its own right. Now, Ryan, um, we have a question from Twitter. It's from Kyle Burton, and Kyle asks, um, you know, he wants to know kind of what features you guys plan to add to Catch Driver in any future updates, and obviously without giving too much away, can you kind of let us in a little bit as to what may be coming? Yeah, the most exciting thing that's coming right now is uh, an events section. So currently people are just competing to to move their rating up and uh, move up the leaderboard, and it's sort of 
um, every race in Touch Driver right now is just an overnight. It's just your your regular race. Um, but we are working on, and hopefully the the first update will come next week of releasing events where where there's stake races, there's driving championships, and other exciting stuff like that. Um, where you can drive in a special race, and this will unlock the ability to um, to win bigger prizes, to earn earn horseshoes, which can be used to buy buy different bikes to match your match your colors, stuff like that. Um, it'll really unlock the competitive aspect of the game, where you can have a you can have your trophy case and be you know be chasing the the Hamiltonian that you've never won, or or whatever race it is that's on your radar. So that's that's the first big feature that's coming, and we're uh, we're excited about it, and we're we're working hard to make it happen. All right, and uh, I think you probably just answered uh, Ace's question to Ace Barnsdale, uh, wanting to know about the racing itself, uh, like if you'll be fine-tuning the controls or adding more, changing the hitboxes for the horses, making adjustments to stats or the way horses race, et cetera. Anything you want to add to that that maybe would pertain to Ace's question a bit more? Sure, there's a few things. So the horses are continually adjusted. We... Um, we want it to be where every horse can win. Um, I won the race yesterday with the worst horse in the game, and it felt incredible because I felt like I lit up the top board with the 99-to-1 shot uh, with a perfect drive, and we, we don't want to take away that feeling. Um, but we want to make sure every horse can be competitive. And then on the high end, we sort of want it to be where you can get an even money favorite, where if you drive the horse well, you should win. But we don't want any horses to be sort of that one to nine favorite where no matter what you do, you can't lose because that's that's just no fun for the racing. So we're continually tuning the horses into that range. And every horse has won over 20 races now. Um, so there's no horse in there that just can't compete. And we're, we're continuing to work on that. Um, and then as far as the controls, right now, um, we do need to fine tune a little bit where you can you can look like you lock wheels when when it appears that you actually do have a tiny bit of room. So we need to just sort of fine tune that to make sure that you're only, you're only locking wheels when, when you actually see your wheel hit the other driver rather than uh, being, having a little bit of room to go. So we're, we're, we are adjusting that and we'll get it, uh, we'll get it perfect in the, in the coming days. All right, this is fantastic stuff from the creator of Often Pacing. Now we've got the catch driver, Ryan Clements. Ryan, before we let you go and we've seen, first-hand often pacing evolve. I mean, often pacing is certainly not the game that it was when it first came out. I mean, it's, and it's still a work in progress. A lot of changes, you know, for the better, you know, come through the pipeline. And I know that the same is going to happen with catch driver. A lot of improvements will be made as time goes on. Um, how many compare often pacing to catch driver? How many uh, participants do you have with often pacing right now? So often pacing total has uh, has been downloaded about forty five thousand times. Um, wow! And on a in a given day, there will maybe be twenty five hundred people online. Um, about eight thousand in a, in the, the month um, would come online. Um, it looks like Catch Driver is going to greatly exceed that number. It appeals to a broader audience. It kind of seems like everybody can have fun with Catch Driver because it's a little easier to get into. You just pop in a race and drive. Um, so we've had. We've had just over 5,000 downloads in the first six days, um, and it's sort of launching a lot faster than often pacing did. It's uh, it's spreading around the, the harness racing world, and you know maybe not often pacing might have spread, and one or two people in the barn might have played it. Um, this one, the whole family's playing it, and uh, everybody's competing against each other. So it's it's uh, it's exciting. We think it's going to be able to be a lot more marketable to people outside of harness racing to showcase our sport and. Uh, Hopefully we can we can make some fans because of that. 
All right, fantastic. Well, listen, Ryan, we certainly appreciate jo- appreciate you joining us, my friend. Uh, anything else that, uh, that that we could uh, we could talk about that we haven't touched on with Catch Driver? Uh, I think you've about covered it. It's uh, it's time to time to hit the track. Um, I, I need some competition out there. I've been been beating up on uh, most of the people that I've run into, so um, the audience has got to get got to get practiced up and uh, and get in there against me. All right, Man. we'll get in there, Mike Carter. Come on, we 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 can do a race right now. We got uh, what we got about listen, a two minute break coming up. That's all. That's listen, long it'll take to get on there and to try to pick up a victory. Hey, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. Great, great stuff. We appreciate what you're doing for the sport of harness racing. It's an outreach. It's a way to try to get some of these younger people involved, and this is something that harness racing badly needs. Great stuff, buddy. Great job. Keep up the good work, and we'll certainly follow this really close. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. All right, that was Ryan Clemens. And I'll tell you what, you know, we we sit here, Mike, and we talk about pretty much every show on the air, off the air, you name it, about ways to try to improve this sport, ways to try to get younger people involved in this sport. And I'll tell you what, Ryan is absolutely on to something, and hats off for him. You know, uh, they say all talk, no action. Well, he's all action because he's he's doing something. Well, listen, for him, it's all action, all talk. I mean, he does. He does exactly what he. No, seriously, he does. And I, and Absolutely. I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why, because he has done a fantastic job with you know putting his money where his mouth is. A lot of people come to the sport of harness racing and say, "Well, this is what's wrong with it." And when you ask him how to fix it, there's no response. When he says, "Hey, this is what's wrong with the sport of harness racing," but here's what I've done to try to fix it. That's what I really like. Well, and listen, and. You know, at first, and and he laid out a pretty good explanation of why not to try to interact the two so much with often pacing and, and catch driver because it really does come from two different uh, realms of the ball game. You know, I mean, you do have the ownership side on one, and you have the catch driver side on the other, and you know, that's one of the great things I think in explaining of how versatile this sport can be and how many different ways that you can enjoy harness racing. Oh yeah. You know, you can enjoy it from a, you can enjoy it from an owner's perspective, building your stable full of horses, of stakes, horses, claimers, whatever you want to do. And then there's the other side of it where, you know, you can get out there and you can drive these horses and you could make moves and you can be, you know, more hands on, and it just it, it's it's a great thing all the way around. It's it's just it's a super thing, and I'm so excited about it. So excited about what Ryan's doing, and uh, you know I hope Catch Driver just knocks it out of the park. And I'll tell you what, by those numbers, Mike, it sounds like it's going to. Listen, eight thousand per month, twenty five hundred on a given day. Those are some big numbers, buddy. Those are some yeah. monster monster numbers, and they're not you know the views on Facebook or any of that stuff. They're actual numbers that uh, they're able to prove. And I'll tell you what, those guys are doing a heck of a job. And, you know, they, they started with almost nothing. It was a beta test. They were making no money off of it. And now look where they're at. It's incredible. Well, I'll tell you what, and everybody that's in the sport of harness racing should get behind this because, you know, this is our way of communicating our sport to the younger audience. I mean, you know darn well that, and it's kind of unfortunate in a lot of different ways, but, you know, the days of going out and, and uh, you know, playing football in the street or uh, playing baseball in the street and this and that, those days, you know, I, I don't want to say they're 
ending, but you know, it's just a fact of life that as technology continues to be more prevalent, especially in young people's lives, that this is where it's at. Yeah, I completely agree uh, with that statement, and uh, it, it's you're right, but you're all, it, it's sad at the same time because uh, I remember getting up and going out and playing. My mom used to kick us out of the house, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week or three times a week, go outside and play, and you know, so you got to come up with things like this to kind of attract new people, and you know, this is something that people can do, and you know, what I like about it is the realistic feel of it. It doesn't let you pull out in front of another horse to take out another horse or what have you. I've been blocked a couple of times by Mike <laughs> Bozich, but yeah. uh, you know, but it doesn't let you wipe somebody completely out, and I think that's important to know as well. All right. Well, we still have lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Uh, we've got uh, Jeff and Janine Gessick from Pacing for the Cure, plus Darren Gagne is running Aces segment. But, Mike, before we get to that, I did want to mention, and uh, I know you're having a little bit of difficulties in the beginning, so we didn't, I didn't have a chance to talk this over with you. But you had a chance, Mike, to sit down with the Harness Racing Van Zone and interview uh, one of my favorite people in all of Harness Racing, uh, track announcer Larry Letterman and his cancer. And I got to tell you, if anybody hasn't seen this interview yet, make sure you go to the fan zone. I know we retweeted it on our Twitter page and we've shared it on our Facebook page, but if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor and, and check it out. And Mike, you have the opportunity to sit down with Larry and, and do that interview. And I'll tell you what is somebody that is a big fan of Larry. Like I know you are, that had to be something special to you. Oh, for sure. It was, uh, it was, it was exciting, but it was also extremely nerve-wracking, and uh, for for a couple of reasons. Number one, Larry is a uh, you know Larry is somebody I look up to personally um, and professionally. Uh, Larry has been in the business for a very long time, and so when we sat down the first half hour, we were there while Rich and Mark were setting up. I sat there and just kind of talked to him. We just kind of chit-chatted back and forth to kind of warm each other up a little bit. And I think that was what made it so comfortable for us. Um, if you go through and you watch the video, it, it's we're both extremely comfortable. It's like we're best friends, like we know each other. And I'll tell you what, we got some amazing, amazing things um, out of Larry. We got him to talk about some great things. And he talked about some very personal things yeah. um, as well in this video. And part two is coming next week. And Mike, part two is going to be something special in the fact that he's going to have advice for the new generation coming into the sport of harness racing, people who want to enter the sport of harness racing. And he's also got some advice for those who are going through cancer. Um, this is not uh, Stuart Scott said it best at the SB awards um, a few years before he passed on, you know, cancer, you, you know, you, you, you don't can't, can't cancer just doesn't end with dying. You beat cancer by how you live why you live and in the manner in which you live. And, uh, you know, that's what Larry's been doing. He's been trying to keep his head up. He's been trying to stay positive. And, uh, you know, look where it's got him now. The tumor is in complete remission. He says it's gone, but um, without giving too much of the video away, he says it's gone and in remission, but it could come back. And so there's always that chance. There's always that probability. But if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. It's a 10-minute video, but I'll tell you, it doesn't feel like a 10-minute video, that's for sure. No, no. And I, and I got to tell you, Mike, I have to tell you that, you know what, I was so into that interview, so into that interview that when it stopped, 
and, and I was in my car and it, and it stopped. And when the interview was over, I'm like, oh, come on. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. <laughs> Where's part two? Where's part two? And then I hear that part two is not going to come out to next week. I'm like, man, this is like unbelievable. I don't know if I could even wait till next week for the well, second part of that interview. It's it just it's it's awesome stuff. It really is. Well, well, the quote he gave, and I think that everybody needs to really think about this, no matter what you're going through in life. And he said, quote, it's better to have a team in a blackjack game than one to because once you're out of the game, that's it. You have to stay in it. And I both fully and truly believe that. Yeah, yeah, so good stuff. Make sure you check it out, and part two is coming up next week. Uh, before we get to uh, Jeff and Janine Gessick, uh, I do want to mention a, a quick thing about our good friends at the Windback Farms. Their videos for the Goshen Yearling Sale, which is coming up, are now posted. Uh, they're excited to be a partner in the Goshen Yearling Sale, which will be held September 9th. Mark that date down, September 9th at the Mark Ford Training Center in Middletown, New York. The Goshen Yearling Sale videos for Winback's lineup are now posted. Make sure <clears throat> excuse me, that you check it out at winbackfarm.com and click on an individual yearling's hip number to watch the yearling videos. And they've got a great lineup. The lineup for the sale includes New York and Pennsylvania sired yearlings. The yearlings are sired by some of the most proven stallions in North America. They'll be selling 11 yearlings from the first crop of Bolt the Door at this sale. So excited to see them and how they're going to perform on the race track. The New York eligible pacing lineup is sired by American Ideal, Artiscape, Bolt the Door, Heston Blue Chip, Quick Pulse Mindale, and Roll with Joe. The Pennsylvania yearlings selling are sired by Well Said and Western Ideal. The New York eligible trotting lineup includes yearlings sired by Conway Hall, CR Excalibur, Lucky Chucky, and Muscles Yankee. For more information on Windback Farm yearlings, please call our good friend James Ladwig, the Windback Farm yearling manager at area code 410-885-3059. Or if you're not in a position to remember or write down a number, you can send him an email at james.ladwig at winbackfarm.com. Again, that's james.ladwig, L-A-D-W-I-G, at winbackfarm.com. For more information for the Goshen Yearling Sale, you can go to goshenyearlingsale.com. And, of course, you can always go to winbackfarm.com. Jeff and Janine Gessicker next. We're going to talk pacing for the cure on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. 
Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And right now we're joined by our fantastic friends at Pacing for the Cure, the dynamic duo, Jeff and Janine Gessig, both joining us on the program. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank hey, Mike. you. Thank, Thank you. you. First of all, we, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what you, uh, you guys have had a busy last couple of weeks, and we're gonna, and you got a busy couple of weeks coming up, but of course we're going to touch on all those. But uh, first of all, Jeff, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Bill G. What's going on with uh, Mr. Bill G., the Harnessors? Okay, well, we got some interesting news. He's been turned out and freshening up a little bit for a couple months and training down, and I want to make a post by this weekend and have everybody guess where Mr. Bill G will be racing his first start coming back. So I'd like you to like the page, Pacing for the Cure, and then guess where Mr. Bill G will be. It's going to be a surprise. And the winner will get a choice of Pacing for the Cure merchandise, whatever they want. Wow, that's fantastic news. Once again, Jeff, let's uh, tell people where they can find that out or if they want to go on the web and uh, check it out. Where can they go again? They're going to go to my Facebook page, Pacing for the Cure, and they can like the page and guess where he'll be racing, and then one random winner will get a merchandise of their choice. Good, good stuff. All right, we'll certainly follow that and check that out. Janine, let's throw it to you. You guys had a big event at Ocean Downs. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Wow, that was really exciting, Mike. Um, It was our first visit to the track. And we were really very, very impressed with the reception that we received, not only from the community, but our um, host, Pete Szymanski, Crystal Lily, and Sherry Stumbaugh. They were so welcoming, and it was just really an honor for us to be there. They were so incredibly supportive. Um, Not only did we have a good turnout for the walk, we had an MS walk. We had four drivers participate in the meet and greet, and that was really a lot of fun because they came for and and signed autographs and mingled with the crowd for about a half an hour. So that was really awesome. We had two MS honorees um, from the area that we recognized, and um, the track management um, got roses for them. It was really special. And um, a lot of the community came out, and they purchased raffle tickets raffle prizes and um, some of our Pacing for the Cure merchandise. So it was really great. And we have to do a special shout-out to Sherry Stambaugh. She was actually the top fundraiser for the event. So she did a tremendous job to help spread the awareness about what Pacing for the Cure does, how we support those in financial need in the harness industry. And so we really look forward to going back there again next year. They are awesome people at the casino at Ocean Downs. Pete Szymanski, Crystal Lily, Sherry Stambaugh, just unbelievable people in this sport. Jeff, you guys had a chance to uh, attend a Pirates and Braves game and have an event there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the weather's been holding out for us. It rained on Sunday and rained on Tuesday, and our game was on Monday. So we, we got lucky there, and I just wanted to thank a special thanks to the MSOA, Donnell Mock, and Heather Wilder for helping me spread the word about this event. We had a nice turnout. Uh, There's a lot of people there. The weather cooperated. We had a great time. And uh, 
it's just great to see different parts of the country get involved. Now, guys, you are coming to my neck of the woods Friday, September 7th, and I am so thrilled. We are racing a nighttime post that night of 6.30. It's pacing for the Cures Night at the Races at Harris, Philadelphia. Janine, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we will have our traditional MS walk. Well, the registration will begin at 2 p.m., um, and the walk will actually start at 3 p.m. So the Harris employees are really encouraged to participate. Um, they were out in pretty good force last year, and um, it was a lot of fun. And one of the suggestions was to make their donations available via payroll deductions, so to make it a little bit easier for people to just sign up. So that's great. So we are encouraging all the employees, the local community, um, to start, you know, spreading the word and gathering donations to sponsor their teams to walk. Um, so it should be a, a great night. September is a great time. It happens to be, Mike, one day after my birthday. So maybe I'll get a special birthday present and have a lot of people turn out to walk with me around the, uh, the track at Harris. So that would be really awesome. Um, we will have raffle prizes, 50-50, and, of course, our pacing for the tour merchandise for sale. So it's anticipated to be another great night um, and fun in the Harris community. All right, that's going to be fantastic. Once again, that's at Harris, Philadelphia, coming up on Friday, September 7th. And uh, we'll certainly talk a little bit more about that as we get closer. We're only just a couple of weeks away. Uh, and, of course, we've talked about the Harrisburg Dinner Party. We've had it on our website. Jeff, I'll throw this to you. It's still a little ways off, November 5th. But as we know, time goes by very fast, so you don't want to sleep on it. 5.30 to 10 p.m., that's a great, great event. And, Jeff, I know you guys are looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. It's Monday, November 5th, 5.30 to 10, as you said. It's at the Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. It'll be in the catering hall, so we're trying to make it convenient for all the horsemen and, and everybody who attends. It's going to be an Italian buffet, two-hour open bar, entertainment, raffles, 50-50, and we have a special raffle prize uh, offered by Blue Chip Farm, a yearling $1,000 credit on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Wow. So those people that buy from New York uh, Blue Chip Farm, uh, they could try and get in that raffle, and I'm sure they'll enjoy that, and you just will hear it at the, the event. And then we have various sponsorships still available. A lot are taken, but there are a few available. And then there's tables for $1,000 for a table of 10, or you buy an individual ticket for 125 And you could just simply sign up at pacingforthecure.org slash donate, and then reserve your ticket or table there. So we're hoping everybody comes. Fantastic stuff, and and once again, um, you know I know people are listening maybe at the office and and uh, you know their attention maybe elsewhere. But once again, repeat that website, let people write it down, or let whatever people have to do to try to get that ingrained in their head. Because I'll tell you what, that's a big big deal. What's the website once again? How can they get involved, Jeff? Okay, it's pacingforthecure.org, and then they go to the donate button. And they can reserve your ticket or table. There's going to be a ticket or table option there. Good stuff. Janine, what else is going on? Uh, anything else we should know uh, what's going on with Pacing for the Cure? It seems like you guys always have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and I, I have to say, Mike, I want to do a, a huge shout-out once again to um, you and Mike Carter for um, having us on these monthly segments. It really is a, a special delight to be able to update you on the, the great work that, totally that's agree, happening. Right. Um, 
and especially, you know, this gives us the opportunity to thank our volunteers, the racetracks, who have been so gracious to host us for our events throughout the year, and um, all the, you know, individual donors um, that have supported us throughout the year, the corporate um, sponsors. Uh, we just can't, we're so grateful to everyone who has continued to support us as we're going into year three here. And I want to also mention that what Jeff and I do with Pacing for the Cure isn't about us. It's about us being able to help those who are struggling with multiple sclerosis get the necessary medical equipment that they need, um, purchase medications, supplies, any type of services that they need to make their lives easier. So we want to continue to spread the word that we're here to support them, especially those within the harness racing industry. So we have a medical equipment application on our Pacing for the Cure website, and um, folks can go there, a family member or um, a person in need can fill that out. It's a very simple form, um, and one of us will get back to um, the individual as soon as we can with a response. So we really want to encourage people to reach out to us if, if they are in need. Um, because we're here to help in whatever way we can. I'd also like to do a special shout-out to our friends at the Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization, especially Rob Pennington and the entire SDHO board. This is the second year that they've actually had an event class for Pacing for the Cure, and they're donating the registration fees from um, that class. And so we, Jeff and I are so grateful that um, they do this for us. This is the second year in a row. We love that event. We have a lot of fun. Um, we're great supporters of SDHO, and, and we just want to recognize all that they do for Pacing for the Cure as well. Great, great stuff. The dynamic duo of harness racing, as I like to call them, Jeff and Janine Gessick. It's always a pleasure when you guys come on, and we'll talk to you next month, and we certainly look forward to seeing you coming up on September 7th at Harris, Philadelphia. Thank you so much, Mike and Mike, for always having us. And yes. we really look forward to it. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate um, the time you get to spend. And thank you for all you do for Harness Racing. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com New Vocations Resource Adoption Program Retrain, Rehab, Rehome New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. 
Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Hey, everybody. It's Darren Gagne here at Running Aces in Minnesota. Time to recap the racing action over the past week here up in Minnesota. It started back on Saturday night, August 18th. Our featured event on the program was the Open Handicap Pace for Horses and Geldings. Stucky Dote with Rick McGee and the bike sent off as the 7-5 favorite from post 6. Was not much of a factor on Saturday night. Holding all the cards with Dean McGee, the Bobcat, uh, was the winner the prior week. Was looking to repeat as the 3-1 second choice from post position 3. And he fired quickly from the gate to snag the lead away from Fire Drake with Brian Deachin, who had charged to the front from post 5. Well, after establishing that lead, holding all the cards and Dean McGee, uh, dominated, held in, holding firm control over the race after that. The opening quarter was 27-4. and four. The middle half was a relaxed 57-2. and two. So holding all the cards, keeping plenty in the tank for the stretch drive. Fire Drake was firing strong toward the inside, but holding all the cards held sway. Half a length victory, a diminishing half a length over Fire Drake in second. 152 and 3 the time. And holding all the cards again, uh, doubled up two wins in a row in the top open level for holding all the cards. $8.60 winner. Pretty decent price for holding all the cards on Saturday night. Again, over Fire Drake second in the open and what you're staring at finishing in third position. Uh, holding all the cards, picked up his fourth win in 22 starts this season. Owned by William and Richard McIntyre of Wisconsin, trained by Denise Mayer. Also on Saturday evening, the $14,000 Minnesota Sired 3-year-old pacing event went to Dream Chasen, who found his way back to the Running Aces winner's circle. He had been dominating early on in the season, and now he found his way back to the winner's circle on Saturday night. Lights up the board with a $25 win mutual with Willie Hernandez driving a 155-4 score. Uh, his fifth win in 13 starts this year for Dream Chasen. Again, capturing the $14,000 uh, event on Saturday night for the three-year-old Minnesota Sired Pacers. He's owned by Greg and Michelle Budak, uh, son of Fancy Schmancy, has now bankrolled $27,465 this season. And also on Saturday night, Place at the Beach picked up her seventh win in her last nine races by capturing $9,000 mares, claiming handicap pacing event, uh, stopping the timer 155-3 for the 11th triumph of the season. Minnesota bred eight-year-old pacing mare by Place to Be has now won 42 career races and $163,618, paid $3.80 on Saturday night as the favorite. Driven a victory by the Bobcat, Dean McGee. She's owned by Peg Hoffman of Forest Lake, Minnesota, trained by Jerry Longo. Bobcat, Dean McGee, posted another big night on Saturday. Four wins on the program. He uh, continues to be the hottest-hitting driver over the past several weeks here at Running Aces. Climbing in that period of time from fifth in the standings all the way to a very strong and threatening second in the standings 
currently behind Steve Wiseman. On to Sunday night. Sunday night's featured event was the $12,000 Open Handicap Trot. A very talented field of seven lining up for battle in that contest on Sunday, including four current track record holders in that field. Those record holders uh, in the Open Trot on Sunday were, of course, the overall record holder currently Pride Crest with Steve Wiseman, Banker Volo with Rick McGee, Silverload, the fastest trotting mare ever here at Running Aces with Mooney Swenson, and Ideal Jesse with James Yoder, who holds a couple of track records here at Running Aces currently. Banker Volo quickest off for the gate in the field. Pride Crest came calling for the lead early, though, took control just after the 28-second opening quarter. Pride Crest remained well in control from there, really was never in doubt, orchestrating a relaxed middle half, very relaxed middle half of 58-4. You have plenty left in the tank. He kicked home in 28-2 for a solid win by a length in 155-1. Banker Volo a strong second, and the mayor Silverload uh, was third, Ideal Jesse home and fourth. So the track record holders finished in the top four positions. Pride Crest paid $5.80 to win. He's a six-year-old by Angus Hall, owned by Christopher Schick, and conditioned by our leading trainer here, Kathleen Plested, horse-driven victory by Steve Wiseman. Also on Sunday, bring over the money with Rick McGee, found his way right back to the winner's circle in the $10,200 Minnesota Sired three-year-old trotting event, Class A, after he had his six-race winning streak snapped by a neck at the wire, uh, just the week before by SB Fine and Dandy. Well, bring over the money. Uh, gets right back to the winner's circle in his very next start. Ultra impressive gelding. He's by Money Talks. He fired quickly off of the gate, right to the front on Sunday night. From the outside, a signed seven post in the field. Dominated the affairs. Stole some soft fractions on the front end. Very soft fractions, in fact. And got to the wire first in 159 and 4. Paid $5 to win. The uh, dominant Philly Decker finishing second with Steve Wiseman in the bike. But uh, the big story on Sunday night was, of course, bring over the money with Rick McGee uh, picking up another victory. Uh, and Decker, huge uh, effort to finish second in that race after she made an early break and she was 24 lengths behind. At the quarter, she finished a second by three-quarters of a length at the wire. Bring over the money, eight wins and 13 starts this season. Bankrolled over $47,600 for owner Jasmine Horvat of Wisconsin. And uh, trainer is Brian Deachin. Also Sunday night, Tinhorn Creek with Steve Wiseman from the Wiseman and Plested Barn. Pulled off a huge upset, $32.60 to win in an upper-level condition event, $9,000 purse race. Sharp, sweeping move to the front near the 3.8s for Tinhorn Creek and Wiseman. Taking control, keeping his pacer rolling through a solid middle half, 56-1 middle half saving just enough in reserve to hold off the late closers. They were all coming late, but Tin Horn Creek got to the wire first, three-quarters on top and 152-4 and four for the fourth win of the season. Tin Horn Creek is an eight-year-old son of a Maripan Gigolo owned by Medina Racing and Tyler Wiseman, of course, again, trained by Kathy Plusted and driven by Steve Wiseman. Victory on Tinhorn Creek was another notch in a four-win night for leading driver Steve Wiseman. Also piloted another big long shot, the go-by girl, in the Sunday night finale, paying $30 to win. 
On Tuesday night, the Mayor's Open Pace was the big feature. $12,000 purse for the Mayor's Open for the Distappers, a field of seven. Gold Star Misty looking for three in a, a three-race winning streak. She was sent off as the six-to-five favorite with James Yoder in the bike. Kiss on the lips with Dean McGee, well-supported at seven-to-two as the second choice. Uh, Kiss on the Lips was one of the fastest off the gate, hooking up in an early battle with Capitol Hill toward the inside. Rail position was Steve Wiseman, but uh, Kiss on the Lips took control past the quarter, immediately faced that pressure from Gold Star Misty, who originally had floated out of the gate in about fourth position on the outside. Well, she was attacking first over from just past the quarter all the way to the wire, and we've seen Kiss on the Lips and Gold Star Misty in that type of a battle scenario all the way around the track on several occasions. We saw it again on Tuesday night. Very exciting race. Kiss on the lips. Holds on gamely. Gold Star Misty fighting all the way. And in fact, lunging again late at the wire. The Kiss on the lips holds on to win in 153-3 for the fastest mile of the night. Uh, just ahead of Gold Star Misty in second position. What it do? Baby Boo with Rick McGee rallied from back of the pack to finish third. Kiss on the Lips with Dean McGee paid $9.20 to win. She's in the midst of her best year of her career. Six wins this season, over $57,000 in the bank, and she continues to be very sharp racing at the top level here for pacing mares at Running Aces. She's owned by Peg Hoffman and trained by Jerry Longo. A couple of Minnesota Sired Stakes races on Tuesday night. $14,000 event for two-year-old trotters. MD Magic picked up another win, a fourth consecutive win, in fact, in the two-year-old trotting event. The Bobcat, Dean McGee, sending him right to the front from post four in an abbreviated field after a couple of scratches, just a four-horse field. MD Magic was never in doubt, drawing away late stages of the race, five and three-quarter length win, and a new lifetime mark of two minutes and one-fifth. MD Magic trained by Nick Rowland for Set the Pace Racing, a gelding son of Braggart out of the uh, striking Sabra Mare magical debut. Also on Tuesday night, uh, Burning Blaze uh, picked up a win in the boys' division of the $8,500 Minnesota Sire two-year-old pace for Colts and Geldings. Solid gate-to-wire tally, 156-4, his fourth career win in six career starts. Burning Blaze, big favorite, paid $2.40, Rick McGee in the bike. A very sharp son of Wind Me Up, owned by Alan and Cheryl Sandbold and Edward Guten, conditioned by Justin Amphenson. Burning Blaze wins another on Tuesday night again. That was in 156 and 4. And then the Philly, Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go, heavy favorite in the Philly division for $8,500, 1 to 9 favorite. She did not disappoint, took control early. Uh, very impressive. Uh, Early battle between Trinity's Fancy Philly with Brian Deachin and Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go with the Bobcat Dean McGee. But Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go took control, and after that, it was lights out. And uh, the longer the race got, the stronger she got. She opened up to win by eight and three-quarter lengths in 156-2 and two for her fourth win in six career starts. Uh, Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go is owned by Richard Davilar and trained by Gordy Graham. Huge night again on Tuesday for the Bobcat Dean McGee. He had five wins on the program on Tuesday night.
And the 20-cent pick five jackpot wager here at Running Aces continues to climb. We're now looking at over $22,000 for the 20-cent pick five jackpot for this weekend with live racing on Saturday night, first post 6 p.m. Central, Sunday night, first post 6 p.m. Central, and then, of course, Tuesday night, first post at 7 Central. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. Thanks to all our guests who had tuned in today and joined on our program. Talk to uh, Jamie McCumber, Ryan Clements, uh, Janine, and Jeff Gessick, and also Darren Gagne. Make sure you check out the Larry Letterman interview that is currently on YouTube. We'll see you back here next Thursday, first post at 10:30. Good night. Stay here I know who